Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports Today. The Celtics welcome the Warriors to Boston with a beatdown in Game 3. DK Metcalf isn't at mandatory minicamp for the Seahawks, so does DK want OUT. And the Arizona Cardinals shouldn't have extended Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kahn. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The Boston Celtics started Game 3 in full control, leading by as many as 18 points in the first half. Then the Warriors do what the Warriors do with an avalanche in the third quarter, even temporarily taking the league. But Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and a cast of thousands in this game helped the Celtics get a 116-100 victory. Joining me now from Boston, John Krause from Locked on Celtics. And, and John, we've seen this Warriors team make their third quarter runs. Boston has been able to beat them back, at least in this game they were. What allowed them to withstand that run and then make runs of their own to ultimately throw the knockout punch? I mean, they finally got, you know, a couple of stops is is part one. They they hit a couple of shots. They they slowed down, you know, a little bit of luck. You know, Marcus Smart banking in a three-pointer. Yeah, sometimes you got to have something like that. Uh, a lot of hustle. Robert Williams keeping a ton of loose balls alive, long rebounds, and, and then playing – just some great defense, uh, especially Rob, with the rim protection, four blocks, three steals, uh, playing on that that bad knee. His his effort out there is is so huge. He's such a different difference maker. You look at this game where you had three guys score twenty plus points and have five or more assists, and it's Robert Williams that stands out as the guy who was the real difference maker. Just from his hustle and, and their ability to to get, especially at the beginning of that fourth quarter, those those crazy loose balls, those crazy drunk basketball scrambles that the Celtics came up with the ball. Yeah, last time in a finals game you had three teammates go 25-5 and five was 1984. The Lakers with some guys named Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You might have heard of those guys. We talk about the size and length of this Celtics team defensively, but we don't give them credit for what that allows them to do in in the rebounding game and also scoring in the paint. They made the Warriors look small in this game. Out rebounded them 47 to 31 and outscored them in the paint 52 to 26. What can the Warriors do to counteract this because they just don't have bigs that they co- feel comfortable playing out there really? Yeah, I mean, you're going to see probably a bit more zone, uh, just uh, just a few different looks and, and something to just load up and, and dare the Celtics to beat them from the outside again. You're, you're looking for more of a game two type of response from the the Warriors where they're they're just loading up and they're not letting uh, the Celtics get get that initial, you know, once they get by that initial defender, in this game, they were able to get all the way to the rim. In the last game, they were kind of like walled off and they had to try to give it up. And you, they, they just did a great job of staying home on the shooters as well. So I, I expect something like that. Just junk up the game and 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 just try to try to prevent some of those easier baskets. But look, this is this is, you know, <laughs> we've done this for three games now where when the Celtics win, it's like, geez, man. 
I don't see what the Warriors can do. And then the Warriors do something. And then after the Warriors do it, they say, oh, I don't know what the Celtics can do. It's just a wild series that way. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. We have an important favor to ask you. We put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcasts even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On podcasts. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcasts.com slash survey. Thanks in advance for your help. Coming up, DK Metcalf was notably absent from the start of the Seahawks' mandatory minicamp. Is this a precursor to a holdout? Don't you love a chewy chocolatey brownie? What about a caramel brownie with a swirl on top? And what if I told you you could have all that chocolatey, chewy deliciousness plus 17 grams of protein? Yes, Built has done it again. Caramel brownie bars are available at Built.com right now. And you got to act fast because they're a fan favorite. Forget about dessert. These are better than dessert. 130 calories and 17 grams of protein with only 4 grams of sugar. The best part, caramel brownie bars covered in 100% real chocolate. Like for real, for real. With Built, you don't have to sacrifice taste for health. You can have both. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. We can add the Houston Texans to the growing list of defendants in Deshaun Watson's civil lawsuit involving sexual misconduct allegations from 24 women. This, according to the attorney for those women. Tony Busby said his law firm will soon be joining the Texans organizations and others as defendants in the lawsuit against the quarterback. On Tuesday, the New York Times reported that the non-disclosure agreement Watson gave to some of the plaintiffs to sign came from the Texans' director of security. The Times also reported that the Texans provided a hotel room at the Houstonian where several of these massages took place. Busby said the Texans either know or should have known about Watson's behavior and either way facilitated his alleged actions. Washington Commanders defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio apologized on Wednesday after calling the January 6th riots at the U.S. Capitol a dust-up. I see the images on TV. People's livelihoods are being destroyed. Businesses are being burned down. No problem. And then we have a dust-up at the Capitol. There's nothing burned down. And we're not going to talk about it. We're going to make that a major deal. I just think it's kind of two standards. And if we apply the same standard and we're going to be reasonable with each other, let's have a discussion. I love my guys. I respect my guys. uh, But I also love the fact that I'm an American, and that means I'm free to express myself. And I'm not afraid to do that. There may be no less self-aware group of people on planet Earth than football coaches. It's wild. The LA Rams are proving the salary cap is fake. Inking Cooper Cup to a three-year, $80 million extension on Wednesday after signing Aaron Donald to the biggest contract for a non-quarterback of all time. The contract includes $75 million guaranteed and is worth $110 million over five years. Cup put on a receiver triple crown season, leading the league in yards, touchdown, and catches in 2021. He was the best receiver in the league. Now, he's getting paid like it. And on the diamond, the Philadelphia Phillies must have really been glad 
to see Joe Girardi go. I mean, the Philadelphia Phillies just can't stop winning. They can't do it. They just continue to win baseball games. Connor Thomas, your host of Locked On Phillies, never, ever would I think that the firing of a manager like Joe Girardi would have this effect on this baseball team. They come out after this and win six now? How many games can this team win with Rob Thompson against solid competition? Because the Angels weren't pushovers, and tonight the Brewers weren't pushovers. A 10 run performance by the offense. Aaron Nola goes eight innings of shutout ball. Like, this team just, like, they responded to the manager being fired. They, they're, uh, no, well, I'm not going to say it. I almost said they may never the L word again. I'm not going to say it because I'm going to jinx it. The second I say they may never lose again, I'm putting them in trouble, but they're just unbelievable right now. Ride the wave, Phillies fans. Ride the wave. Here is another story you need to know. Is DK saying G2G? All my millennials will understand that joke, and anyone older or younger will have no idea what that means. DK Metcalf not at mandatory minicamp for the Seattle Seahawks at a contract impasse uh, with the team. Joining me now from Locked On Seahawks, Corbin Smith. Corbin, what is the concern level that this could drag out into training camp, into the preseason, and potentially into the regular season where this becomes particularly contentious? I think this is one of those situations where it's something, but it's not a huge deal at this point because Metcalf is coming off foot surgery. He isn't going to be doing anything at practice anyway. I do find it a little bit bizarre that he was there for the start of off-season program activities in April, and now he's not there now. So I do think that there's reason to pause a little bit from that standpoint. That might be a minor red flag. But at the same time, from everything that I've been told, the Seahawks are working towards getting done. They're hoping to have the extension done before the start of training camp. And that's kind of been the hot spot for John Schneider over the years to get these deals done is that window in the week before training camp or the first couple of days of training camp. So if we get to camp and a deal hasn't been struck, then that panic level maybe goes up a few notches. But here in early June, I don't think it's that big of a deal at this point. And both sides are motivated to get this done. But Metcalf obviously decided I'm going to stay away for now and continue my rehab in California until I get that new deal. The the reason this is particularly interesting for the Seahawks to me is Tyler Lockett just got paid. DK Metcalf, as you say, is probably about to get Paid, And we saw a number of young receivers get top of market deals, huge numbers. If Seattle is going to pay him, they are probably going to have to pay him something in that AJ Brown range. But Drew Locke is the quarterback. So what kind of team are they trying to be moving forward, paying all of this money for receivers and going, well, we'll see at quarterback. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a mixed message here because from one perspective, you're going to have Russell Wilson's cap hit coming off the books next year. So you've got to pay somebody. And DK Metcalf is obviously one of their best players. And he's the type of receiver that can elevate a quarterback. So maybe Drew Locke with the arm talent that he has, maybe DK Metcalf ends up being a receiver that unlocks the best that Drew Locke can offer. Nobody knows yet. We haven't seen them on a practice field yet together, but 
You can also understand, as you mentioned, the direction of the team. They're probably going to want to be a very run-heavy team because Pete Carroll's the coach, and yet you're talking about having mega contracts for two receivers without a viable franchise quarterback on your roster. So it does create a little bit of a conundrum, but I think that they've got to make this happen. He's going to be one of their leaders on this football team, and that really matters just as much as the production you're going to get from him. They need some new faces that can take over in the locker room with Wilson and Bobby Wagner now being gone. So DK Metcalf is going to be one of those guys, and that justifies the money you'd be paying, especially given what he's done the last three years. He's one of five receivers with over 3,100 receiving yards, over 200 receptions, and 29 receiving touchdowns in his first three seasons. Randy Moss and Jerry Rice are two of the others. So when you have a player of that caliber, you pay them. Coming up, why the Arizona Cardinals made a mistake extending Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Keim so soon. Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your daily gambling needs. Let's look at a few interesting lines for Thursday's Major League Baseball slate. The Milwaukee Brewers are comfortable favorites to bounce back against the Philadelphia Phillies. The Brew Crew, minus 162 to win at Bet Online. In a battle of bad baseball teams, the Baltimore Orioles and Kansas City Royals have similar odds on the money line each. Minus 105 to win, and Shohei Otani is on the mound for the LA Angels as they host the Boston Red Sox. Bet Online likes the Halos to win minus 125 on the money line. Bet Online, where the game starts. The Arizona Cardinals deemed it necessary to give extensions to head coach Cliff Kingsbury and GM Steve Keim after last season. Locked on Cardinals, Alex Clancy joined Peacock and Williamson and laid out why this was premature. I would 100% in no universe this or an or, or a different one extended them before you know the end of this upcoming season because I don't when did it come Williamson you've been around this this game for a long time when did yeah. a lame duck uh, head coach feel get felt bad for like you know what we don't want you to have to worry about that let's give you five years of security when you weren't even able to clinch your division last year on your own after starting 10 and two. So, so let me, so uh, all joking aside, Steve common cliff Kingsbury, this is how I describe it on lockdown Cardinals. They put together a great movie trailer separately, but the movie's not great. It's like Medellin in entourage. The movie's not great, but the trailer at times, Deandre Hopkins drafting Kyler Murray, JJ Watt, Zach Ertz, all that stuff. Great movie trailer. Cliff Kingsbury has been masterful with coaching, with, with, with a play calling, but the full game hasn't always been great. So they get credit for 2019 being a step up from 2018, this disastrous season. And people forget that Steve Kime did that. So I don't know why you get credit for putting your team back to the you know, Mesozoic era talent-wise. Uh, overall, it's, it's just a weird thing. Uh, and I think a lot of fans have Stockholm Syndrome like, well, got to trust the GM because they've become robotic and not look with their eyes and see that he's cratered the young talent via the draft because he hasn't drafted anybody really of consequence besides Kyler Murray and Buda Baker and maybe Byron Murphy. Yeah. And you traded away your first round pick this year, drafted mm. linebackers two years in a row from there. What, you know, what kind of young core do you have to go going forward? Yeah. I'm with you on time. Um, I don't know if you saw this on Pro Football Focus this week. They ranked the head coaches, and Kingsbury, I think, was like fifth or fourth. I mean, I almost collapsed, to be honest with you. I mean, 
I think he's closer to being unemployed than he is a top 10 head coach. I'll take this a step further. Steve Keim never should have been the one making this decision in the first place because he never should have been the GM. After the Josh Rosen debacle, to even get to pick the next quarterback, to get to pick the coach, none of it ever made sense, and there was nothing on his resume at that time that said, this is the guy to carry this team forward. Now, they're both functioning on extensions, yet neither has proven capable of elevating this team. And sure, they made the postseason a postseason in which they flamed out in inglorious fashion. And every year, this team fades down the stretch. Every year, its fatal flaws are exposed. A result of coaching and roster management. Well, hmm, who is in charge of those two things? And finally, as if the fledgling Live Golf League needed any more controversy, the Saudi-backed league added two of golf's most polarizing players, Patrick Reed and Bryson DeChambeau. This according to recent reports. The addition of DeChambeau and Reed would give Live at least nine former major champions. PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan has threatened players who competed without releases with potential punishments, including fines, suspensions, and other bans. Presumably, these guys can't hear those threats through the sound of all that money being deposited in their bank accounts. Or, of course, the human rights violations being committed by the Saudis. But that's a, that's a different story. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go make your second listen, Locked On NBA. From the first jump ball, the play-in tournament, to the last possession of the finals, Locked On experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts coming up friday will the rangers regain the lead in the stanley cup eastern conference finals so at least until tomorrow stay locked on sports today